what's up everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Tesvav of Masech the Erevin, Daf 15. Um, cool Daf. The first Daf maybe is a little bit more involved than the second one, but nothing we can't handle, especially at this point. Um, let's do a quick overview. So the first Daf primarily deals with the sugya of what's called Lechia Omed Me'elav. A lechi that stands on its own, so, right? It's just, you didn't put it there as a lechi, it's just there. So can you memela use it as a lechi? So that's, we're going to see a machlok as a bai of rava dar. And what's, what, what's interesting about this machlok between a bai and rava is that generally we paskin like rava. However, there are six exceptions, what's called ya'al kigam. Now the lamid in ya'al kigam stands for lechi omid me'elav, which is interesting. So we paskin like a bai here. We're talking about using a live animal as a lechi. Can you do it? What if you really want to? Does that make a difference? No, it doesn't. But we'll see the machlok is there. Um, writing a get on a live animal. What if you wanted to get creative with your, with your divorce document and write it on the side of a cow? Can you do that? Then we finally get into definition of a wall, right? This has obviously been coming up throughout Masech Ervin so far um, in terms of what are the requirements for a proper wall, Pesach versus Pirza. There will be a Mishnah on Tesvav Medbez that gets into that. And finally, we end up with the Machlokas regarding what happens when the spaces in a wall are exactly equal to the amount of standing sections in a wall. Then what happens, friends? Tesvav Mud Aleph all the way at the top. Mamish, first word on the page. Itmar, it was stated, Lechia Omed me a love. What if you have a Lechi that's just kind of there on its own? Now, I don't know, in my mind, I was thinking almost maybe like, let's say, like a plumbing pipe or something, right? right? Let's say you have like some kind of pipe that's just kind of coming down the side of the, of the Mavui wall or something. Maybe that can work. It's just kind of there. It's not exactly a Lechi, it's just there, but. May as well repurpose it. Although at the end of the daft, there's actually an interesting story where there's a mavoi, where there was like a beam from a porch. There was like a porch, I guess, overhanging over there. There was a beam from the porch and that was just in the perfect spot to make a lechi, right? So something like this, right? A type of situation where you have something that could qualify as a lechi and it's just there already. Do you have to build a new lechi or can you repurpose this? That is the question. Abaye Omar Havelechi, Rav Omar Lo Havelechi. Abaye says that this, uh, is fine. You don't, you know, it, it works as a lechi. Rav says it doesn't work as a lechi. You, you have to build your own proper lechi. You can't use this. Now says the Gemara, Chadlo Samchinon Alea Me Esmol, Kuleamelo Pligidilo Havelechi. So where we were unable to rely upon this lechi from before Shabbos, everyone agrees it's not a lechi. What does that mean? It means it's, if let's say you had a lechi already, right? Let's say you had this beam from the porch, which maybe, you know, which is just in the right place, right? You have this beam from the porch is in the right place, but you're not using that beam from the porch as a lechi. You build another lechi. And that, and that way you know for sure that you have a good lechi because you, you built a lechi dedicated for this purpose to be a lechi. But that lechi falls down on Shabbos. So now the lechi that you built to be a lechi is gone. But what about this beam? Can we now fall back to this beam from the porch that's supporting the porch to be a lechi? So everyone agrees that the answer is no. If when Shabbos started, this was not your lechi, 
So then if your lechi falls down, you can't default to this beam. Even Abayi would agree for that. Agree with that. Ki plige, the machlokas between Abayi and Rava, is hechi desamchin an ole me'esmo. It's when Shabbos started, this was your lechi. Ki'ilu, there was no other lechi. When Shabbos started, this mavoi had one lechi, and that lechi is this beam of somebody's porch. Abayi says, that's fine. That could be your lechi. Rava says, that's not fine. You can't use the supporting beam of a porch as a lechi. You have to have a dedicated lechi. That is the machlogs between Abayi and Rava. Now, oh, sorry, so Abayi avi lechi. Abayi amar avi lechi. Abayi says that if when Shabbos started, the only show in town was this um, supporting beam from the porch, so then that's fine, because when Shabbos started, that was your lechi. Rava Amar, lo ave lechi. Rava says it doesn't work as a lechi. Kivin de meikar lav adaite dehachi avide, lo ave lechi. Because since when that beam was put in that perfect lechi spot, it wasn't put there as a lechi, it was completely 100% put there to support a porch. So therefore, you cannot use it as a lechi, you know, even if when Shabbos started that was that that's what was there. It makes no difference. That beam was not constructed to be a lechi, it was constructed to hold up somebody's porch. So you cannot use it as a lechi. That is the machlokas between Abaye and Rava regarding lechia omed me'elea, a lechi that was just kind of there memela, but not put there for the purpose of being a lechi. Now friends, listen to this. Now, this next line is the key to the pretty much the remainder of the page. That our Hava Amina right now is to assume that the same Machlokas when it comes to Lechi would apply in the same way to a Mechitza. Meaning, that just like Abaye says that when it comes to, right, just like when it comes to the Sugya of Lechi Ha'omed Me'elav, a Lechi that was just already there even though it wasn't there for being a lechi. It just was there. And the question is, can we use it as a lechi? Abaye says, yes, you can. Rabbi says, no, you cannot. Let's say that the same machlokas will apply to walls, to partitions. In cases where I need a wall, as we're going to see in a number of cases right now, that there are cases when I need a wall for something, whether it's for a sukkah, whether it's for, you know, just having a, Mechitza for Shabbos, to make Rosh Hashayachid, to be able to carry, whatever it is. In places where I need a wall. So let's say the wall was already there, Mimela. I didn't construct it for this purpose. It was just happened to already be there. So let's say that the same Machlokas would apply there. Abai would say, use that wall. It's fine. No problem. Rava would say, you can't use it since it was not constructed in order to be, right, with the purpose of being that for being a wall for that purpose. Fine. So it says the Gemara Kasaka Daitech Kechi de Plige Belechi Pliginami Bimechitza. So the Gemara says that it, it, it enters your mind to say that just like there's machlokas between Abai and Rava regarding a lechi, the same machlokas would be regarding walls. Now, pretty much for the remainder of the page, we're going to bring up different cases that are going to pose a question for Rava based on different halachas by Mechitza. So Tashma, here's the first of these cases. What if a person 
constructs a sukkah. Now, obviously, a sukkah needs to have a certain amount of walls. Um, that number is three. It has to have three walls. So what if you basically just find some trees that are perfectly you know, positioned next to each other and you say, hey, look, these trees can be the walls of my sukkah. Kshera, that's a good sukkah. Now, you just found these trees there. These trees weren't put there in order to be your wall. They were just there already. And we're saying that it's a good sukkah. And if we're assuming that the machloka is between Abai and Rava by Lechi is the same as by Mechitza, which means that Rava would say that a Mechitza Ha'omed me'elav, a mechitza, or me'elea, I guess, a mechitza that's just there already, you can't use. Well, then what does he do with this Mishnah that seems to be saying that for a sukkah, you can just kind of use these trees that you found there? So the Gemara answers, Well, those trees, you didn't just find them there. You actually planted them there to be your trees. And that is why they can work for your sukkah because... Um, they're not mechitzos haomdos me'ilein. They are actually mechitzos that were put there in order to be your walls of your sukkah. Yachib shita. If that's the case, then obviously you can use them. You constructed walls. Why shouldn't you be able to use them? My answer is, well, I might think that even though you planted these trees so that you can have them as your walls, still you wouldn't be able to use them because we'd be concerned that maybe you'll end up using the tree. So Kamash Malan, that we're not concerned that you use the tree, and as long as you planted them to be your walls, then you can use them as walls according to Rava. Okay? But, you know, based on this logic, though, Abayi would seem to say that there's no problem. You know, if you just find them there, you can use them. Okay, Tashma, another case that we're going to use to bring Akasha against Rava. Hayasham Ilan Ogader Nidon Mishum No, it's come up a few times already. This Pase Beiraos. Right, you had this um, well that was in the middle of Rosh Hashanah that the people who were traveling to Jerusalem for the holidays they would have a place to be able to get water for themselves for their animals, and that well is ten tefachim deep and four tefachim by four tefachim wide, so it's a Rosh Hashanah. Therefore, you would be unable to take water from the well and then take it out to you in Rosh Hashanah in Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, they made this very interesting thing called Pase Beiraos, which is you can just have in, have like these, um, L-shaped things making four corners around this well with, and the entire space between the four, these four L-shapes is, is, is gap. Okay. So it's, it's Paras Mubala Omid, but you have these four corners and, uh, you have one Amma of wall. Right, each, each side of the L is one ama. So basically each corner has an ama in each direction. And these are passe beiros. Okay. So what happens if these passe beiros were just there memela? Right. Hayasham, there was over there, Elon, there was a tree that can serve as this diumad. The dio means two. Right. And, um, omed is, I guess, um, standing. So, the, you know, if this like L shape, which has kind of these small walls in each direction. So if this Elon was, if this tree was there, or God there, or some kind of a fence, or or reeds that are very close to each other, Nidon Mishum Diomed, you can use them for your Diomed. So what do we see? 
that these geomeds are like a type of mechitza. And we're saying if you just kind of found them there, you can use them. So So Rav is going to respond here as well. No, you didn't just happen to find these there. Um, you had put them there intentionally for this purpose and that's why you can use them. Well then what's the Chiddush? What, you basically created Diomdin? Like, obviously that works. The Chiddush would be if you just kind of found them there and you can still use them. So, so the Chiddush is, um, apparently there's some question that Abaye asks Rabba on Daf um, Yud Tes Amud Beis, that we're going to get to in a few days, regarding when you have these reeds that are within three Tvachim of each other, in terms of Lavud, can you use them for this um, Pasid Beiros? So the, I guess the Chiddush was regarding that question, but nonetheless, Rava would assert that we're talking about trees and reeds and things like that, that you put there specifically to be used for the Pasid Beiros. Okay. Tashma, come in here. Ilan hamasich ala aretz. Okay. Let's say you have a tree and its uh, branches are hanging over the land. They're kind of, um, you know, drooping down to the ground. So as long as these droopy branches reach down to within three tfachim of the ground, so then we can consider them as being proper walls and you can actually carry under this tree as though it were Roshosayachid. So here also, what do we see? Here are these branches that are just kind of there and we're using them as walls. So nami here also, what are we talking about? No, you specifically planted this tree so that you'll have walls and you'll have a Roshosayachid and that's why you can use it. But then the Gemara asks a very interesting question. Iachi. But if that's the case, that you planted them intentionally to be this um, then you should be able to carry as much as you'd like under this tree. Why did Rafuna Breder of Yeshua say that you can only carry after a base asaim? What does that mean? So if that's the case, that this tree was specifically planted there so that you'd be able to carry under there, well then, how come Rafuna Breder of Yeshua says that you can only ca- carry in that space up to a base sa'asaim, up to um, that's basically about five thousand square amos. The question is, so 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 what does this mean? So this means that basically, if you have a space that has that's enclosed, that has a wall around it, however, it's not enclosed for residential space to like live in it, because you want to create a space to live in. Um, it's non-residential space that is surrounded by walls. So you can only carry up to 5,000 square amos over there. And Rav Huna, Breder of Yeshua, says that in this case, when you have this tree that its um, branches droop down to within three tvachim, this qualifies as the kind of a space that you would only be able to carry up to a base sign. Now, 5,000 square almost seems quite large for a tree, but I guess nonetheless, this would qualify as something that would be considered non-residential space, that even though it's surrounded by walls, you would only be able to carry up to 5,000 square almost. Now, the question is, 
if what Rav, right, Rav is saying that this, the reason why you're allowed to carry under these branches is because the tree was specifically planted for, to, uh, to be a Rishasayachid for you. Now, if that's the case, <clears throat> then why are you limited to a base Sa'asayim? It's, it's Ladira. It's for a residential space. It's for, it's for, it's for using. It's for inhabiting. And therefore, why should there be any limit? So that's the Kashan Rava. So the Gemara answers, Mishim Lave Dira Shemishtam Shetashmisha Laavir Vchodir Shetashmisha Laavir Emitatlimba Elabesa Saim. The answer is because this structure, you know why you planted it? You didn't plant it because you're looking for like a getaway. If you're looking for a, because you want this space. The reason why this tree was planted was because the people guarding the fields, watching the fields, it's very sunny out. And because it's very sunny out, so like, they need some shade, and that's why you planted it. Meaning, in an ideal world, you wouldn't need this tree. You wouldn't need these branches. You wouldn't need this kind of place to, 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 to hide away from the sun. If it was perfect weather, then you wouldn't need these trees, right? Kilu, this tree was only planted not because you specifically want the tree, because you specifically want this space. It's only because it's so darn hot outside that without this space, you'd be in big trouble. So you put some trees over there so that they'll have somewhere to go. That's what's called... A an inhabited space that was built really only because of the outer elements, only to save people from, let's say, the sun in this case. So in that case, so in, in this situation, a dira avir, and even though, yeah, sure, it's made for inhabiting, and Rava would say that because it was made with the intention of being used as a rishusayachid in order to go in because it's too hot outside, so that's why you can carry there. But nonetheless, you'll only be able to carry up to a base sign because after all, this is the kind of thing that is only made to protect you from the elements, not really because you want this as like living space. Fine. So, so far, Rav has been able to defend his position, which is, which we're assuming is that when it comes to Mechitza, he would hold that, um, you, it, you, you would only be able, it would only count as a wall if it was built specifically with the intention of being a wall. Now this is about to change. Tashma, come in here. Shavas betel shugavoa asara. Okay, if a person was hanging out on Shabbos on a mound, on like a big kind of hill that was ten tfachim tall, vumearba ames vadbe sasaim, and it's uh, width is from four Amis until Besa Asaim, until uh, about 5,000 square Amos. So basically it's a Rishus Right? Why, why, why does it say four Amis as opposed to four Tfachim? Rashi says because we're talking about Kilo, how far you can walk, and that's really only relevant in terms of four Amos, whatever it is. But, but here we're talking about something from four Amos to four to, to, to a Besa Asaim. But, I mean, it would still be Rosh Hashayachin even if it was Fort Tfachim by Fort Tfachim. Similarly, if you have like, I don't know, an area dug out in the ground, well, not dug out in the ground, but like a, a cleft, something that's naturally um, 10 Tfachim deep, and it's as large as from four Amis until a Beis Sa'asayim. Basically, you're spending Shabbos in Rosh Hashayachin. Vikama ktsura, or you have harvested grain, vishibolos makifos osa. Now, around the harvested area, you have standing 
grain, right? So let's say you're harvesting and you start, let's say, in the middle of the field and you harvested a whole bunch of grain. But surrounding the area where you harvested, there's unharvested grain, which is still standing and they're at least 10 fachim tall. Mahalich kula so that's where you're spending Shabbos. It's Kilo, that's where you're spending Shabbos. And if that's where you're spending Shabbos, you can walk in that entire space. You can walk in that entire space. And outside of it, you can go an additional 2,000 Amis. Right? As long as it's what? May Arba Amis Vad Beis Asaim. As long as it's between four Amis and you know, base assigned because I guess it's not, it's a non-residential space, right? It's just this kind of like hole in the rock or this little hill. So what do we see? So here's this space, this little hill or this hole in the rock. And we say that it works as a mechitza for Shabbos to allow you to carry there throughout Shabbos. And if you're going to say, yeah, but this is also talking about where you made these walls intentionally. So, fine, I can understand that when it comes to this grain. Okay, so you kind of, you know, harvested certain grain and, you know, it was part of the plan that this standing grain was going to be your walls. But But this hill? What, did he make this hill? This cleft in the rock? The cleft in the rock, right, the hole in the rock was always there. So here we're talking about clearly where you have these walls, since the hill is 10 fachim tall at least, and this, you know, breach in the rock is 10 fachim deep. And these were there on their own. And we're saying that these are good mechitzas and you can carry in there on Shabbos. So what are you going to say? Okay, okay. This havamina that we had, you know, towards the top of the page to say that the machlokas that Abaye and Rava have by Lechi is the same machlokas by Mechitza? Not true. There's machlokas by Lechi. Abaye says, Lechi omid me'elav is mutter. Rava says it's aser. However, they do not, that, 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 that machlokas does not apply to Mechitzos. Rather, Everyone agrees that a mechitza omid me'elav is a good mechitza, and that's why you can carry on this hill and in this area in the rock. And mistama, if we go back to the other examples, mistama, that's why you can use those trees as the walls of sukkah, because keilu, a mechitza that's just there on its own, it's fine. That's a good mechitza. Kiplige bilechi. The machlokas is only when it comes to lechi. And friends, what is the machlokas based on? Abaye learns that Lechi, and he's in good company. We said the other day that Rabba also agrees this way, and uh, so does Rav Yehuda, that a Lechi is about Mechitza. And as we just said, everyone agrees that a Mechitza omid me'elea is fine. So Abaye says that Lechi is about Mechitza, and therefore, if you have this Lechi that is just there on its own, this beam of somebody's porch, so that would be a fine lechi. Whereas Virava the time, as Rava said the other day, where was this? On Yudgim Omid Beis? Or Yudbeis Omid Beis? Yeah, Yudbeis Omid Beis. Rava says, De Omar Lechi Mishum Heker. 
Whereas Rava says that lechi is about a heker. It's about having something to remind you, like, hey, don't carry nushasarabim. So therefore, yavida biyadayim avyaheker. Vilo, lo avyaheker. Therefore, if you make this lechi to be a lechi, well, then it serves as a good hacker. But somebody's, you know, a beam that's supporting somebody's porch, it's certainly not obvious that it's there to remind you um, not to carry Nushasarabim. And therefore, it won't work. So as Machlogzin, Abai and Rava, regarding Lechia Omed Me'elav, Abai says that because it's like a Mechitza, well, Mechitza Omed Me'elav is fine, and therefore a Lechi is fine. Uh, whereas Rava says Lechi is a different story. It's about Heker. And if it's just there for some other purpose, it's not a good hacker. Viter. Tashma, come in here. Avne gader hayotzos min hagader. If you have a um, wall of a building, right? Right. So let's say you have the wall of this mavui. Let's say you have one of the walls of the mavui. There are bricks that are sticking out. Right? So part of this wall in the Mavoy is, has like these stones that are sticking out. So if there are, if these stones that are sticking out of the Mavoy wall are within three Tvachim of each other, well then that's fine. We'll say love it and it's a good Lechi. But if there's more than three tfachim between these stones. Well, then you can't say lavud, and you would need a new lechi. New. What does it sound like, Chaver? It sounds like these stones were just sticking out on their own. You didn't do it intentionally. They're just sticking out, and we're saying that as long as they're sticking out within three tfachim of each other, we could say lavud and say it's a good lechi. So it sounds like abaye that lechi omid me'elav is fine. Hachanami, you know, you can answer shibnon mitchila lechach that you had initially put these bricks in this manner so that they will specifically be a lechi. Yachi pshita, if that's the case, then that's obvious. What's the chiddush? Do we say lavud? Obviously we say lavud. We know we say lavud. Well, I may have thought that actually those stones aren't there or somebody looking at it won't assume that those stones are there because it's a lechi. They'll assume that that's just part of the construction. That if you're going to want to add on to this wall later, well then it's going to you can only add onto the wall if you have existing kind of bricks or stones sticking out so that you can basically just easily make a continuation from the existing construction. But uh, I wouldn't think that it's necessarily a lechi. So Kamash that it is a lechi. That it is a good lechi, um, even according to Rav. Tashma, the Tani coming here, the Rebchia taught. Now this is a price of Rebchia that we saw in Testament Bays. Um, with regard to near mi bachutz v'shav mi when you have a lechi that is visible from the outside but not visible from the inside, right? So we said So if you have a wall and one part of the wall is more inward or outward than the other, whether this results in a situation where from the inside of the mavoi. It's flat, it's smooth, but from the outside you could see that there is a lechi. So whether this results in the fact that from the inside of the mavui you can see that there's a lechi, or but from the outside you would not be able to tell that there's a lechi. Nidon mishum lechi, we can treat it as a lechi. So what do we see? Here also, it's a lechi omid me'elav. We're talking about a wall that just happens to have one part that's, uh, you know, thinner than the other part. 
so or narrower than the other part. Hachanami shasam itchil lechach. So here also it's talking about where he made it. Rava will answer that you know he made this lechi intentionally like this. Well then what's the chiddush? He made a lechi. Mazatab. So no, it's a big chiddush. The chiddush is we had a humongous machlokas about do we say nidon is a good lechi or not? So what Rebbe Chia is teaching us is that it's a good lechi. Rav was sitting in a certain mavui. And Rav Huna is student, as we know from the Gemara in Shabbos and Av Kuf Chaf Ches Amud Aleph. That Rav Huna was a student of Rav. So Rav Huna was sitting in front of Rav. Now Rav said to his attendant, Please bring me some water. Now while the attendant was fetching the water, the lechi fell down. So Rav signaled to his attendant, Stop right there. Do not carry anything anymore. The lechi has fallen down. Amale Rufuna, Rufuna then said to his Rebbe Rav, why, why don't you just rely on the palm tree that's over there right by the entrance of the Mavoy and it's a Lechia Omid Me'elav and we'll say that Lechia Omid Me'elav works. So Omar, Domiai Me'rabonon, Kemandalo Parsha in Sheshmaita. Wow. So Rav said that this rabbi over here, referring to Rufuna, sounds like somebody who has never been taught anything. Were we relying upon this palm tree from yesterday? No way, no way, no how. Right? There was a lechi. Right? The point is there was a lechi and the lechi fell down. So when Shabbos started, there was a separate lechi. We weren't relying on that palm tree that was just there on its own. And therefore, when the, our dedicated lechi falls down, we do not just default and fall back on that uh, tree that's Mimela over there in the corner at the opening of the of, of, of the Mavui. So what do we see from the story? That what Rav is saying is that the reason why they couldn't rely upon this palm tree is because that wasn't our Lechi when Shabbos started. But if it was our Lechi when Shabbos started, if there was no dedicated Lechi when Shabbos started, and we're just saying, hey, there's a palm tree here, let's just use this as our Lechi, that would be fine. Like Abai is saying. Fine, okay. Now the Gemara wants to say, Let's say that Abai and Rava are actually arguing in a case where the Lechi fell down and Abai is saying that nonetheless you could still fall back onto the Lechi that was there already. But if the, you know, if when Shabbos started there was no dedicated Lechi, even Rava would agree that it would work. But if it was, you know, if, 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 uh, when Shabbos started, we were relying upon this thing that was already there, even Rav would say it works. Do not say that because, um, there was this pillar from a porch that was by the house of Barchabu and Abai and Rava would argue about this pillar, this beam all the time. So we see that exactly as the example that I've been sort of using for this Lechia Omid Me'elav throughout, 
right? Bar Chabu, he had this porch, and this porch was being supported by this lechi, by this beam, and Abai and Rava would just always argue about whether that works or not, and clearly that beam was there when Shabbos started, and nonetheless, Abai, you know, Rava would maintain that you cannot use it as a lechi. And the halacha is, like Abaye, that lechi ha'omed me'elav would be a good lechi. This is one of the six cases of Ya'al Kigam, where um, we paskin like Abaye and not Rava. New Mishnah. Bakol osin lechien afilu bedaver You can make a lechi out of anything. You can even use a live animal as a lechi. Rameir Oser. Rameir says you cannot use a live animal as a lechi. Okay. Now, if you use an alive, if you use a live animal as the cover of a coffin, um, that um, it becomes tummy. Rameir Matayr. Rameir says if you use a live animal as the cover of a coffin, uh, it doesn't become tummy. It remains tahor. Okay. You could write a get. A divorce document on a live animal. Rabbi Yosef posts, or Rabbi Yosef says, you may not write a divorce document on a live animal. Okay. Interesting Mishnah, right? Says the Gemara, Tanya, we learn it by Sir Meir Omer. Says Rabbi Meir, anything that is alive. Ain osin also, lo dofin le sukkah, vlo lechi le mavui, lo pasin le beiraos, vlo gola le kever. So it says our mayor that anything that is alive, you may not use it as a wall for a sukkah. You can't use it as a lechi for a mavui. You cannot use it as these um, diomdin, as these um, L-shaped corners for these wells in Rosh Hashanah for the people going to Jerusalem. Vlogolel. La kever, and you may not use something that's alive as the um, covering of a coffin. Alright. They said the name of Biyose Aglili, Afin Kosvin, Olive Gitenoshin. And they said in the name of Biyose Aglili that you also cannot write a divorce document on a live animal. My time with Biyose Aglili, how come Biyose Aglili says you can't write a divorce document on an animal? I mean, it sounds really fun. He doesn't want us to have fun? I don't know. Titania, as we learn in Abraisa. Sefer, any other Sefer. So we learn in Abraisa, well, you know, here's Abraisa from where we can learn Rabbi Yosef's opinion, which is that you cannot write a divorce document on an animal, even though it's really fun. As we learn in Abraisa, Sefer, any other Sefer. That the Pasuk says in the context of, of, of a get, it says, right, Bechasavla Sefer Krisus. That he writes a Sefer Krisus. In the other Sefer. Well, and it was a book. Parchment. How do we know that you can write a divorce document on anything? I don't know. If you want to write it on an eggshell, write it on an eggshell. I don't know. That he writes it for on anything. He's got to write it for it. It doesn't matter what he writes it for. Imkain, Matam Loma Sefer. Well, then what's the whole point of Sefer, which implies parchment? Lomailach to say to you, Masefer Davashem Burachaim Venu Ochel. Just like um, a Sefer is not alive and it's not food. 
So therefore you could write, um, according, right, so, so this Bryce is saying that you can write a divorce document on anything as long as it is not alive and as long as it's not food. I guess an eggshell could be okay. I don't know, eggshells aren't food. Eggs are food, but eggshells aren't. Anyways, so we see, so, so Rabbi Yosef Lili learns out from Sefer that it's a, a, a divorce document can be written on anything from Vichasavla and Sefer comes to exclude something that is alive or is food. Rabbanon, what about the rabbis who say that you are allowed to write a divorce document on a live animal? Miksiv ba Sefer? Sefer ksiv lesviras devarim ba'alma. Doesn't say ba Sefer, doesn't say in the book. If it's in the book, so like that might be exclusionary to, to exclude live animals and food. However, it says Sefer, a book, meaning a recording, the Sviras Devarim Ba'alma, just to record things in general. And therefore, it can even be written on a live animal, and I guess probably also on food. As long as it's recording what we needed to record, which is that these people are getting divorced. So Sviras Devarim Ba'alma Uda'asav, Rabbanon, Hai Vichasavla, Maidar Shebei. Well, then what do the rabbis do with Vichasavla? Meaning, Basically, they learn out everything from Sefer. Sefer, as long as it's something that records what you needed to record, that's fine. Okay, well, Rabbi Yosei or at least that other Bryce that was learning out from Vichasavla, that it can be written on anything. But the Rabbanon learned that out from Sefer. So, So, what the Rabbanon learned out from Vichasavla is that a man in a women get divorced through writing, not through money. Because after I would, I would have thought, since it says, where we compare Yitzia, the divorce, to Havaya, to the marriage, right? it says, that she will go out and she will be, you know, and then she can get remarried. So we compare um, divorce and, and marriage. I might thought that just like I can get married with money, I can get divorced with money. Kamash Malan, so that is why it says, that you actually have to write down the divorce document. You can't just give her money. How does Rabbi Yossi Aglili know that you have to get divorced with writing and not with money? So, so he says, well, it says, and he compares the juxtaposition of Sefer to Krisus, right? That it's a it's, 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 it's the recording of things. It's writing things down that creates this divorce, not, um, not anything else, not money. What the rabbis do with Sefer Krisus is to say that in Mamish has to be a clean break. As we learn in if a man says to a woman, here is your divorce document, however, there are strings attached. There's a stipulation that you're now no longer allowed to drink any wine. Sorry. Under the condition that you never visit your father again. Sorry. Well, that's not going to work. It's not a clean break. It has to be a clean break. However, But if he says, look, here's your divorce document. You are divorced from this very moment. However, over the course of the next 30 days, do not drink wine or do not go to your father's house. 
Well, it might be annoying, but nonetheless, uh, it will work as a divorce document. And as Rashi points out, she's now divorced immediately, right? Under the condition that, you know, she, she doesn't go to her father's house or doesn't drink wine for 30 days. Meaning both of these things only last for 30 days. And that, and that would be enough to be considered a clean break since there is an expiration to the condition. Rabbi Yosef Aglili, how does he know that it needs to be a clean break? Nafkale mikaris krisus. It could have just said safer karis. Why does it say, why does it say safer krisus? That is why, and that, that is how we learn it has to be a clean break. For Rabbanan, karis krisus lodarshe. The Rabbanan don't learn out anything from that karis krisus kind of thing. Okay. Very nice. So there's machlogs between and the Rabbanon, essentially, about can you write a get on a live animal or not? The rabbis say yes, Rabbi Yosef Aglili says no. New Mishnah. Shayara, a caravan. If you had a whole bunch of like uh, wagons and stuff, and they're traveling and stuff, and they stop for Shabbos, okay? Shechansu Bibika, that they set up camp in an open field. Vikifua Klei Be'ema. And then they surrounded their encampment with um, animal kalim, you know, and uh, um, saddles and things like that. So metatlan besocha, you can carry within this area that was surrounded by this equipment. As long as it creates a fence of ten tfachim height, velo yu pirtos and you can't have paris mubala omed. You can't have more spaces than there is equipment. Any gap that is 10 amos or less is fine because that's just an entrance. But if it's more than 10 amos, then that is a breach. It's, this gap is now considered a breach. It's considered a pirza and that is a problem. So we've learned three halachis about walls to enclose a Rishus One is that it must be ten tefachim tall. The other is that there the spaces cannot exceed the actual wall, the walled parts. And number three, if there is any gap that is larger than ten amos, that will be considered a pirza, which would invalidate carrying, which would um, prohibit carrying in this Rishus Hayachid. Says the Gemara, Itmar parutz ko'omed. What if the gaps equal the standing wall? Let's say you have an ama of wall, ama gap, ama wall, ama gap, and this kind of continues around the entire area. Rav Papa Amar Mutter of Hunabre of Yeshua Amar Aser. Rav Papa says that's fine. That's a good rishus ayachid. Rav Hunabre of Yeshua says that that is a problem and it, you can't carry in that rishus ayachid. Rav Papa says that this Yerushos HaYachid is absolutely fine because the Allah HaMoshim Sinai is we learned in Daftal and Aleph that Mechitzos are Allah HaMoshim Sinai. Mechitzos and all the Halachis including Paris Muba Omer is Allah HaMoshim Sinai. And Rav Papa is arguing that what the Allah HaMoshim Sinai is that this is what God said to Moshe at our Sinai. He said you shouldn't have more gap than wall. But if it's equal, that, that would be fine. Rav Hunibred of Yeshua Amar, Asr. Rav Hunibred of Yeshua says, you can't have equal parts gap and wall. Because Hachi Agmer Rachman of the Moshe, this is what God said to Moshe. Gidor Ruba, you need to have more wall than space, but if it's equal, it won't work. Okay, I guess they're arguing about what God said to Moshe. I mean, it's hard to prove, I think, but that's the argument. Okay, I guess they had a tradition. 
But this is what God said to Moshe. The Gemara says, well, if we just look at the Mishnah, the Mishnah says that you can't have more gap than wall, implying that if they're equal parts, then it should be fine. So if Unabed is going to respond, Don't say no, if they're, if they're equal, it's mutter. Rather say, if there's more wall than there is gap, then it is mutter. But if it's equal, then it's oser. If that's the case, Kasha. The Gemara says, but if that's the case, then it shouldn't say in the Mishnah that there shouldn't be more gap than, than wall. It should say that there shouldn't be gap equal to wall. But it doesn't say that. It says Davka, there shouldn't be more gap than wall. Implying that if it's equal, then it should be fine. Kasha. Uh, yeah, there, there isn't really a good way to answer for Afuna Breda of Yeshua regarding that question. Somebody who uses for schach, for his sukkah, he uses um, like uh, skewers or he uses, um, you know, boards, sideboards from his bed. Now that is not good for schach because they're kalim and kalim are makabal you, you can't be masakech with something that's makabal So these are, are not good. So you're basically using pasal schach. So but if there are, um, you know, let's say this skewer is, I don't know, one tefach wide. And then you have a tefach of schach. I don't know if that's necessarily a good example. But basically the point is, if you have the same equal spaces, puzzle schach with kosher schach, so then it works. So what do we see? It sounds like Rav Papa, right? Where the assumption is that the same, it would be the same halachas by walls. That the point being that you have equal spaces good and equal spaces equal parts good equal parts bad and we're saying that what that it works right as long as the 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 parts are equal that would be fine so be who says that by these walls equal parts are possible so the Gemara answers for so the Gemara says yeah but that's talking about where you can easily get in the schach, meaning we can easily put in the schach and take it out, i.e. there is more space that the schach consumes than the puzzle stuff, right, which allows easy um, in and out for the kosher schach. So there actually is more kosher schach than there is puzzle schach. Yeah, but that doesn't have to be the case. It could be that they're mamish the same exact size. Who says that it has to be that there's more space? So, Amr Rabbi Ami b'maidif. Rabbi Ami says, because that's how it was made. It was made, we're talking about where there was more space that it's easy to get the schach in and out. Okay? Rav Amr, mayu nesunin ariv nosnan, nosno shisi, shisi nosno ariv. So what Rav says is that, well, if these, if the puzzle schach, if these skewers or if these, um, you know, side posts from beds were, I don't know, choose one, horizontal, whichever way horizontal would be. So then what you would do is you would take the, kosher schach and you put it vertical. The point being is that since you're going to be covering the whole sukkah uh, with this vertical, you know, ver- with the, you know, perpendicular kosher schach and they're going to be resting on the puzzle schach, you, you're, you're going to have all this kosher schach that is filling in the gaps plus resting on top of the puzzle schach, which means that it's going to be taking up more space and have more volume than the puzzle schach and that's why it would be acceptable um, but it doesn't necessarily, yeah. 
That, so that is how Rafuna Bay Yeshua would answer to say that if they were equal parts, it would be a problem. But um, here it's not actually equal parts because there's more kosher schach than there is pasul schach. All right, well, that was Daf Tezvav of Mesechta Erevin. Let us do a review about what we learned. So basically the entire first Amud concerned itself with the sugya of Lechi Ha'omed Me'elav, a Lechi that stands on its own, that wasn't placed there to be a Lechi. It was just kind of placed there. It was there already. So Abayi says it's kosher because a lechi is, is about, is about being a mechitza. And we know that the lechi is that a mechitza ha'omid me'elav is acceptable. So therefore also a lechi ha'omid me'elav is acceptable. And Rava says that you cannot use a lechi ha'omid me'elav because lechi is about a heker. And if it's just there on its own for some other purpose, it's not really a good heker to remind you not to carry in Rishasarab. We talk about using a live animal as a lechi. So the Tanakhama says no problem. Rameir says it is a problem. Talk about writing a get, a divorce document on a live animal. The Rabbanan said that that would be permitted. Rabbi Yosei said it is not permitted. The definition of a wall. So we, so we learned in our, 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 our latest, our latest Mishnah that a wall um, must be 10 tfachim tall. There must be more wall than there is gaps. And no one gap can be ten amo, can be more than ten amos. Otherwise, it's considered a pirza, and you can know, you cannot carry in this space. Now, what about a wall that has gaps that are equal? The right, the right, right the, the the size of the gaps are equal to the size of the wall. So, Rapapa says it's motor. Yeshua says it's aser. Chevra, that was Taf Tesvav. Hope you enjoyed, and hope you have a great day or night or whatever. Peace.